Ciao. You're listening to Ed Up Insights, where you'll get my take on higher education. I'm Bill Pepicello, former president of the University of Phoenix and higher ed vagabond. So let's get started. Well, today, podcastees, that is, you're the E's and I'm the ER, we're going to take a platonic ideal and bring it down into the trenches. We're going to talk about quality in higher education. And we're going to talk about two aspects of it, where it is and what it is. Um, and I hope you'll find something interesting in here. If not, you can just sort of nod off for a little bit uh, here. But we need to look at how we define quality. And to start with that, we look at where do we look for quality? We look for things that impact student success, I would say, and things that, uh, that influence students advancing in society. Now, the things that influence students today are, are very different than they were on that elite agrarian society that we talked about a while ago, for which the original uh, system was designed. So I would say success is not necessarily in education itself, but now it's defined somewhat more pragmatically as achievement primarily in the workplace, and, and that goes hand in hand with societal success. So what we wanna do is look at quality in terms of how students succeed. And if, it, if we if like it or not, uh, it's defined by achievement in the workplace, then we have to ask how higher education relates the concept of quality to workplace success and determine why, uh, you know, where the quality is in that education so we can make that, that link. Now, it's often the case that things like job placement and earnings are used as proxies for quality. But you know, those things are subject to a lot of uh, pragmatic factors, things like the state of the economy, the skill set that is actually acquired through the education, and like it or not, the interpersonal skills of individuals uh, regardless of everything else. But all those things I just listed can't be controlled. Um, so those, I would say, are not the likely places to look for quality. Rather, I'd, I'd say let's, let's look at some basic areas where there are tangible indicators that, that we could link to success factors. So in this case, I would say that the, the indicators can be found in, in two aspects, content, and talent. Now content, obviously, is found in curriculum. So the curriculum has to connect to the workplace and the curriculum has to be validated uh, through outcomes and learning assessment models. Um, and importantly, alignment, love the word alignment. That is outcomes in education must align from the course level through the department through the college, through the university, and then to the workplace. So assessment must be related to student learning and relevant outputs. And this is where I would say uh, content comes in. Talent, of course, refers to faculty. Faculty have to be looked at in the, in the context of uh, uh, the new role of faculty in higher education that uh, we discussed uh, in an earlier podcast. And faculty have to be evaluated on relevant, measurable factors. 
the, you know, things that are, again, are aligned with curriculum development and implementation of that curriculum, uh, curriculum, as well as whatever the faculty role happens to be in an unbundled campus. That is, what is their, their role within that campus community? So I say that's where we look for it. We look for it in content and talent. Now, what about the what of uh, quality? I think the what is a, starts as an institutional issue. Quality needs to be defined as uh, the internal integrity um, of, of an institution. And a look at um, the key indicators that tie academic outcomes to student success, um, not just in the workplace, but in a, uh, a system of continuous improvement. And I think second of all, quality needs to be viewed as a set of measures by which institutions can be compared in regard to their student achievement. Now, obviously that comparison will uh, depend upon the type of, of institution that we're looking at, but I think ha having comparability uh, is, uh, is something that's really important. Now, all of this goes back, of course, to, to the higher education business model that we've been discussing. Institutions have to have a, prop a value proposition for students. They have to have a value proposition for employers and their community, uh, which includes uh, market differentiation, what makes one institution more preferable than another. And second of all, um, need to consider return on investment. Now, the, the where and the what must come together uh, eventually uh, in a way that gives meaning to quality. But the, the, the key lies in the ability to align higher education and the workplace to provide students success. Now, as an example, uh, in the United States, it's frequently the case that millions of jobs go unfilled despite relatively high unemployment numbers. And employers tell us that the reason is that higher education is not turning out prospective employees with the required knowledge and skills to fill those uh, unfilled positions. Now, I would say that this uh, whole situation exists due at least in part to the, the cultural shift we have experienced and the failure of higher education to adapt to that cultural, uh, that cultural shift. Now, in, in earlier decades, it was often the case that the solid liberal arts education was the key to economic prosperity. And in a simpler time, basic skills like critical thinking and oral and written communication and mathematics, coupled with a willingness to take risks, um, was a win-win scenario both for students and employers, because simply someone with a good grounded liberal arts education could pretty much learn anything that was going on in society and prosper. But that, that day is long gone, as we know. There's now a, a fundamental shift in the increased complexity in society um, if you look at the variety and specialization in professions, makes it necessary for students to attain levels of knowledge and proficiency far beyond what was required in a simpler culture. So while basic liberal arts values are still important 
and I will talk a lot about liberal arts in the future, additional layers of sophistication over that base are essential to student success. Now, with that being the case, I think we need to look at quality um, in a sort of a collective and collaborative way. And in particular between education and the workforce um, and ask ourselves what has to occur uh, in order for the conversation between education and the workplace so that workplace needs can be translated into curricular uh, changes and enhancements that are valued by employers and its students alike. So just to summarize a little bit, because this, this is a little more complex than I've been in some of the, my earlier podcasts, we need to look at the where and the what of, of quality in, in more tangible terms. It's not education for education's sake. That is the, the public good of education. And we never want to lose that. But we are faced with the fact that higher education is also a public commodity. And in that way, we need to look at um, how we bring together the where and the what to attain quality that is recognizable for all. Okay, I'm gonna take a breather here and invite you to stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Ciao.